This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Lung Talk. Um, this is Joe Torrance. I'm the community worker with Asthma Otago, and I've got Linda Paris, my colleague, who's the respiratory nurse. Today, we are going to be talking about um, our lungs, um, which seems like a really simple little thing, and everyone has them, but we actually don't really know much about why we have them, how they work, um, and what can go wrong, really. So that's the sort of things that we're going to talk about today. So welcome, Linda. Thank you. So we all have lungs. Indeed we do. And we need we all need lungs. So what really is, why do we have lungs? Okay, sure. So our lungs are pretty big organs. We've got two lungs, one on the left side and one on the right side, and they're joined by a main breathing tube called the um, trachea. Um, so why we have lungs, we need oxygen to breathe and for our bodies to work. So oxygen we need for our muscles to work. So we've got to get that oxygen in somehow. So we use our lungs. So our lungs expand and um, inflate and deflate as we breathe in and breathe out. And that pulls the oxygen from the air down into our lungs and then it gets transported from our lungs into our bloodstream. And then it goes around our body through our heart which has got all the oxygen in and pumps it through through to all our parts of our body and into our muscles so they can be used, that, that oxygen gets used in the process of energy, I suppose. It produces energy for our muscles to work. And then the waste gas, after we've used all our muscle, muscles, um, carbon dioxide gets produced in that process. And so we have to get rid of that gas um, or rid of that carbon dioxide. So what happens then, it gets transported back in our blood, goes through our heart and then through our lungs again, and we breathe out. So every time we breathe, that process is happening. The oxygen's going in through our lungs, into our blood vessels, being pumped through our body, and then the CO2 goes the opposite way I suppose so really important for our lungs to to work effectively Mm. I mean it sounds um, we're very lucky that that all happens just without any um, for for the majority of us without any effort yeah yeah yeah. I mean I suppose uh, and it's important to think about our lungs and how they actually work because you know when we talk about some of the lung conditions they affect kind of different parts of the lungs so we'll just run through briefly just kind of what our lungs well look like but also part of the whole respiratory system because we talk about our lungs but really it starts from our nose so our nose is a really important part of that whole respiratory system so when we breathe in if we can breathe in through our nose our nose is really important because it warms the air and filters the air so when we get that air down into our lungs we've filtered out some of the things so we might filter out some of the pollution we have, some of the um, the allergies that annoy our lungs sometimes so really important part so Sometimes we spend time of helping to teach people to breathe through their nose again. So actually it's warming and filtering that air. So when it goes down the main breathing tube, which we talked about as the trachea, 
Um, and then the, our, we've got, as I said before, two lungs, but we have um, a big airway that goes to each of those lungs. And then as the um, airways get further into the lungs, they get smaller and smaller and finer and finer. So you can imagine it a bit like an upside down tree. So the main trunk is like the trachea. And then as the branches get go off on a tree, they get smaller and smaller. And that's what sort of happens in your lungs as well. So they have very fine airways that go out further out to the tissues of the lungs. Now at the end of these wee um, branches, you have your air sacs, and they're really important. They're called alveoli, but we can just call them air sacs because that's what they do. They hold that air, but then they have very fine blood vessels that are run around these wee air sacs. And that's how that oxygen gets into that blood system through these wee air sacs. So those are really important parts of our lungs. We've got millions of them, but they're pretty easy to damage. And so there's lots of things that can damage them, particularly exposure to sort of things in the environment, but also with smoking. So any smoking, any gases, those sorts of things can affect those wee um, alveolo or little air sacs. So that's where some, some conditions that's where the damage happens. Mm. So it's really important trying to know how our lungs work so we can kind of understand, okay, that's why I get breathless. Mm. So, you know, we talk about that sometimes with people, actually just understanding how their lungs work. And then we kind of move on into um, where, where, where their lungs are at, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, if we've got such a lot of them and big lungs, it's going to be, you'd have to have a little bit of damage before you actually even know there's something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we sort of say roughly around half of those need to be damaged before you actually notice it. And, and, you know, it's a tricky one, really. I mean, we want to stop the damage as soon as we can. But if we kind of waiting till about 50% where we know we really start being affected. And saying that, a lot of the symptoms you might have had before then, but you just maybe put down to, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm not fit or, okay. you know, oh, so, so let's or, Yeah, let's talk some of those symptoms because um, how do you even know that something is wrong? What might be some of those things that might just make you go, hmm, you know, and a lot of people I know as they get a wee bit older think, oh, well, I'm just a bit breathless because I'm getting a wee bit older and I'm unfit, I'm carrying some weight, all of those sorts of things. Um, how do we know it's our lungs Firstly, that are the problem, um, and you know, how do we know that something's yeah, not right? Absolutely, that's a really good question because um, you know we often have that, and people come and see us, and they find out they've got actually quite severe lung problems, and they've just sort of you know they're busy at work and they keep themselves pretty fit, and but they're just more puffed than usual. So you know, and breathlessness is a really interesting thing. There's lots of reasons why we get breathless. You know, we, you know, and Paul's previously talked about anxiety. We can get breathless because we get anxious and panicked. We can get breathless if our heart's not working well. But we can also get breathless um, if our lungs aren't working well. So the things we would, you know, I suppose those we trigger things would be if someone's coughing a lot. Um, and it can be a dry cough or a wet cough, so with lots of phlegm. And so, you know, if you've if you've had a cough for a long time, and it might be one that wakes you at night, and it's oh, cough, 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 and it's a really dry cough, or it may be in the morning when you get up, you cough, 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 and you bring up lots of phlegm throughout the day. Um, that's a, that's a really big one. One also, if you wheeze particularly on, you know, we're talking about maybe the asthma type things. So they might have a real wheeze, generally on the out breath, so a real <sighs> sort of sound. Um, so that's another one. 
Um, so coughing up phlegm, um, wheeze. Also, if you feel like you just can't do what you normally can. So it might be that, um, you know, normally you're pretty active and you can walk around the block three times without catching your breath and and all of a sudden though you start getting breathless or it's harder and harder to do things and it may be that you aren't fit as you mentioned it however if it's an ongoing thing you need to really follow it up and have a chat with your GP around actually what's going on here Um, I think that's um, sometimes also if you um, certainly if you're coughing up yucky green phlegm or if there's any blood in it really important to get that checked out because it might mean there's infection or something else they need to follow up um, also if you're having lots of chest infections so if you have you think you've got bronchitis or something like where you get a lot of chest infections and needing to go to the doctor a lot to get treated for those so those are things perhaps that are really important the other things are sort of like general things like if you're um, really getting, getting really tired or if you're off your food those are things to absolutely Mm. Make an appointment to see yeah. a GP. So how? Okay, so let's say I'm having some of those symptoms. Um, I go to my GP because that's what I'm supposed to do. How are they going to know? How are they going to uh, test, if you like, to see what is actually wrong with my lungs? Because as you and I know, there are a lot of different conditions, like yeah. you just mentioned, that actually make you breathless. Um, how do I know what it is, and and what yeah. are they going to what are they going to do? Absolutely. So they might get you to do some breathing tests, just like with a peak flow, which is like a device that they might say, "How about go home and do this couple of times a day for a few weeks, and let's come back and then look at those results." So those are tests just to see if there's. Um, tightness or obstruction in your airways and that can be helpful so that's something they might do they'll have a good discussion with you around you know the history we talk about when's the cough what does it look like how you know how often do you have it how often you wheeze when it when it happens so it's partly a really good history of what's been going on so sometimes it's helpful to when you're going to the doctor just have a wee think about when is it you cough what's it like what does it feel like when do you wheeze you know do you get chest pain when when that happens so it's really helpful you know those sorts of things there are some other tests they might do so they might look at doing a heart test to see whether you're anything's wrong with your heart they might do some blood tests they also might do some tests so they may send you to the hospital and that might be for breathing tests we call them spirometry so breathing tests um, is a test that you do with a machine and they get you to blow hard and fast into a machine to look and see if there's any obstruction in your airways so that's a really helpful test so sometimes that happens um, in GP practices and that's happening more and more um, sometimes there's a charge for that so it's always good to just double check um, you know uh, or they can be referred through to the hospital and the hospital will do those there is a wait of course um, for some of those tests to be done like mm. like lots of things so those are probably the main tests yeah. sometimes they may say oh actually I want you to be seen by one of the team in the hospitals that might be one of the respiratory doctors and they will do tests as well so the variety of tests but probably the main one would be um, maybe the peak flow test that's Generally, if you're they're looking at asthma, um, but otherwise, spirometry is really helpful as well as a really good um, discussion with your doctor around the history of what's been going on. Cool, I know that's really interesting. I think what we might do is have a wee break now. When we come back, we'll talk about the actual diagnosis of those various yeah, conditions sure. and what we're going to do about it.
Listening to Lung Talk, presented by Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and breathing problems. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Joe Torrance here from Asthma Otago. I was just listening to that Diddy Lung Talk, and actually, that's what we're doing today. We're talking about lungs. Um, Linda Paris is with us. Um, she's one of the respiratory nurses with the Asthma Society, but also at the at the hospital. Um, so, Linda, we've talked about the lungs themselves, what they kind of look like, what they're um, what they're there for. Um, things go wrong sometimes, and we've talked about the testing that might be done. So what I want to do now is just, um, there are different conditions within our lungs where things do go wrong. Um, if we looked at something like asthma, what part of the lungs, because we know that all, all different conditions affect you know um, the lungs differently what makes asthma different from other things yeah sure so um, as you're absolutely right uh, there's lots of different um, conditions that affect our lungs and they affect often different parts of the lungs so we have some diseases that affect not actually the breathing tubes but actually the tissues around the lungs so that's a disease or a set of conditions we call restrictive diseases because actually it's not so much the airways that's the problem it's actually the tissues of the lungs and we and we'll talk a little bit about treatments a bit later mm. so um, remind me then when 
when we talk about that. So that's that restrictive stuff. That's the tissues of the lungs. So when we're talking about something like asthma, COPD, bronchitis, they tend to be um, conditions that affect those breathing tubes or the air sacs. So for something like asthma, it tends to be those airways that um, that are affected. Now, on around a lot of those airways, you have muscles, very fine muscles. And what their job is, is to um, contract and relax. And so what happens when someone has asthma, it's those airways that get inflamed. So they get inflamed inside the tissues, but also the muscles get tight. And when the muscles get tight, that's when people have difficulty breathing. So the muscles are tight. It's hard to get that air in and particularly air out. Okay, so it's the muscles of the airways really and those sort of other airways that an asthma, bronchitis. Bronchitis means um, an inflammation of those airways. So you get inflammation in the airways. They produce lots of phlegm. Um, and so lots of chest infections okay. and lots of infections. Inflammation, big word. Yeah, yeah. So, so swelling know, really. Yeah, so it means you. like they get swollen inside. So it's a bit like when you... Um, Something like um, what, eczema or allergies on our skin, they get swollen and a bit red and inflamed, so they swell up. Exactly like that in our lungs. We can't see all that inflammation in our lungs or that swelling in our lungs, um, but we can sometimes see it on other parts of our bodies. I suppose like if you injure your ankle or twist your ankle, it gets all swollen, doesn't it? Mm. So that's kind of inflammation, really. What's happening is inside these wee airways, you get something like that swelling. Okay, so we get swelling inside our lungs and those muscles around the wee airways tighten up. And so as you can see, some of these airways are really tiny and it doesn't take much to block them up. And so it makes it harder for them to breathe. So with something like um, COPD or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or emphysema, what's actually happening is you get damaged. Sometimes you get damaged to the airways as well, but it's really those wee air sacs that get damaged and they get damaged quite a lot and they stop working effectively. So it means that it's harder to work them and also you've got less of them to work effectively. Mm. So they kind of affect slightly different parts of those lungs. And the testing that you talked about earlier would um, indicate to the doctor where the problem was. Well, not necessarily. What it's doing is it's testing uh, if there's obstruction in the airways or collapse or um, that tightening of the airways. Now, that can happen with both COPD and asthma. So, you know, sometimes we do the same test, but we do it differently. We might give you some inhalers and then repeat the test and see if they open up. And so often then we would maybe lead more towards asthma, but it does depend on you know a number of things. It's a bit hard to give you a yes, no, yeah. sort of, and sometimes you can have both. Yeah, if you've had a real history of allergies in the past, so you've had eczema or hay fever um, down the track, once again that can maybe lead towards um, the asthma. If you've you know if you've smoked cigarettes or if you've worked in an environment where there's lots of dust. Maybe that, you know, towards COPD. So it's, it's a bit hard to give you a, a an answer yeah. with, with the, that. The thing I was meaning was um, you know, asthma is a reversible condition. Absolutely, and, yeah. and, and we would call it that. Re- yep. Absolutely, we mm. would say that if you've got just pure asthma, good treatment, treat that inflammation or that swelling in those airways, you should be able to manage and do things Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Just very briefly, because um, we're going to run out of time, we knew we would, because <laughs> um, it is quite a complicated sort of um, thing that we're talking about, the treatment of those 
types of you know, sure yeah. okay um, it's a bit tricky because we use different treatments for different things some people might not have any inhalers at all so I mean most people will know that asthma inhalers so there's different types of inhalers and the same for COPD we use the same inhalers however we might use them slightly differently or a different you know one so inhaled therapy is really important particularly for asthma treating that inflammation that's down in those lungs is the mainstay treatment of asthma and if we don't treat that people will constantly have symptoms they'll have breathlessness wheeze tightness um, and can have quite significant problems with your breathing. I mean, asthma does still kill. And so it is really important to make sure that treatment is, is, you know how to use it well, you know you're on the right inhalers. So absolutely. So inhalers, definitely for asthma, really important. COPD, important, but there's lots of other things that actually make a huge difference. Same with asthma, really. I mean, you know, the things which will talk through briefly because we haven't got much time we could as you said spend yeah. lots of time so inhaled therapy absolutely um, knowing what to do when you're unwell is really important so having an action plan we call them an action plan really that's around knowing what to do if you get unwell and if you get sick okay exercise really important for everyone and um, we, we have exercise classes at the asthma society and also at the hospital so Keeping yourself fit and strong, really important. Um, someone with asthma should be able to do like what everyone else can do. If a child with asthma, if they're treated well, should be able to keep up with all their peers and friends at school, no problems at all. However, so chronic lung disease, um, getting fitter and stronger is really important. Staying smoke-free or being smoke-free or becoming smoke-free is really, really important. We've got to look after those lungs that we've got. Do as much as we can. So um, I think what else yeah, have we Just got? to interrupt you, um, we talked off air a little bit about the use of oxygen, and I think oh, it's yeah. really important to kind of differentiate the use of oxygen. Yeah, so oxygen is used a lot, of course, um, in emergencies, and if you go to hospital, you might get oxygen. That's because your oxygen levels are low. We don't occasionally, we occasionally give people oxygen um, in the community. It wouldn't be for asthma, asthma shouldn't need oxygen with COPD or emphysema um, sometimes people do need it and that would be if those oxygen levels are low all the time uh, and it's really around protecting your heart it's not for being breathless and that's a real you know often people say to me oh look I think I need oxygen I'm really breathless but actually it's around um, looking after the heart and you need to do that if your oxygen levels are low all the time Mm. Yeah, mm. so it is a treatment sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes they may look at antibiotics, and you know, uh, but that's part of an action plan is making mm. sure you've got all those things. Cool. And know what to do. Yeah, no, no, that's been that's been really good. Um, thank you for all of that. We've tried to um, condense a whole lot of biology into um, twenty minutes, but um, thank you for making it very clear. Hopefully, we um, have uh, helped you with understanding you know, why you've got a pair of lungs and how they're used. Um, if any of the things that Linda's talked about today have triggered off some thoughts about um, your lungs or that you think maybe um, you could be feeling better, um, either contact us at the Asthma Society and we can put you in the right um, direction. Um, you can contact us on 03 471 6167 or our mobile 027 471 6162 um, but if you're unwell remember 
bring your GP practice, have a discussion with them. Um, That'll be all from us today. Thank you, Linda, for coming in and sharing your wealth of knowledge. Um, And we'll talk to you in a month's time. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.